Any views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the Rejuvenating Health podcast are solely that of the speakers and are intended as such. Please consult your trusted healthcare practitioner for medical advice. Welcome back to the Rejuvenating Health podcast. Today, we're going to peer into the rabbit hole of female hormones. The ladies will talk about ways to identify and support your symptoms, like simple lifestyle changes, as well as testing with their team to feel better in your body. Let's go, girls. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Rejuvenating Health Podcast. I'm Shauna, and I'm here with Lindsay Van Schoik, our nurse practitioner. And today, we're going to talk some more about hormones. We've had a couple episodes previously. If you missed those, be sure to check them out. But today, we're going to talk all about balancing your hormones. Yeah, so a lot of women struggle with hormonal issues, like Actually, when one in every two women in the U.S. struggle with some symptoms of hormonal imbalance, and it's mainly in the form of like low energy, disruptive sleep patterns, painful periods, losing your hair, skin outbreaks, constipation, hypothyroidism, and all of that type of stuff. And so today I kind of really wanted to dig in on how you can maybe know if you have a hormonal imbalance and some like natural ways that are not through hormones or pharmaceuticals to balance those hormones. Because really, we know that like balancing our hormones changes our lives and empowers us to be happier and healthier. And that's like really just why we created Rejuvenating Health was to really help women just feel great, right? Right, for sure. Whenever, um, I'm just going to dive right into it with a question. So whenever someone has, you know, the imbalance in their hormones, and they would have like a painful period or a heavier period, is that something that is primarily genetic? Or um, because the reason I'm asking is I have never had personally an issue with my cycle. Uh, I've always been regular, I really don't get cramps, I don't have heavy periods or nothing. But my sister is like the complete opposite, like she gets debilitating cramps, so I didn't know if it was play- genetics played a part or... I mean, so, there are some genetic causes for like endometriosis and stuff like that. But I always tell people a lot of it has to do with hormonal imbalances, probably from lifestyle choices. And I don't mean like, oh, you're eating terrible, but it could just be like from exposures that you're exposed to, right? Like you and your sister don't live in the same house. So you're exposed to to different things. And a lot of times when we have endometriosis, painful periods, things like that, we have excess estrogen. So excess estrogen can cause heavy bleeding, breast tenderness, PMS, fibroids, endometriosis, migraines, brain fog, uh, mid-cycle pain, depression, all of those types of things. And it's normally caused from having really high cortisol, And that in return lowers your progesterone. And so that lower progesterone can cause you to have too much estrogen. It can be caused by drinking too much alcohol. It can be caused by being exposed to a lot of different um, xenoestrogens. So like BPA, which can mimic estrogen in your body. So if you're exposed to a lot of BPA, you can have excess estrogen. And then it can also be caused by being overweight or obese because obesity feeds estrogen. So 
this comes up a lot of times in my practice when I see postmenopausal women who are really obese and they come in with postmenopausal bleeding. And it's because their fat essentially is feeding estrogen and it's causing their endometrium to grow because they shouldn't really have estrogen when they're postmenopausal. So there could be some genetic aspects to it, but a lot of it is lifestyle and not even just lifestyle, but things that we're being exposed to. Right. Right. So is their body then, when those women come in, you know, is their body then essentially thinking that they're menstruating just due to the excess estrogen and that's why it's bleeding or? So estrogen causes your endometrial lining to grow. And so when we have a lot of extra excess estrogen, we have a lot more endometrial tissue and that causes our periods to be heavier or that endometrial tissue to grow outside of your uterus, which is endometriosis. Um, and that's why a lot of times they'll have those symptoms. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Super, super confusing. You can also have um, low estrogen, right? So you can have excess estrogen or you can have low estrogen. So low estrogen causes things like no, no periods, a low sex drive, vaginal dryness, painful intercourse, joint pains, depression, you know, all those good menopausal symptoms that, that you have when you don't have estrogen anymore. And that too is caused by high stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be caused by disordered eating. If you're not getting enough nutrients, your body's going to shut down and it's going to shut down your menstrual cycle. It could be caused by nutrient deficiencies. So poor absorption from like celiac disease or something like that. It can be caused by over-exercising. So if we have over-exercising, under-eating, and then it can be caused by hormonal birth control too. So birth control pills shut down your normal menstrual or your normal hormones, and those can cause you to have low estrogen. So what do you do if you have low or high estrogen, right? If you have high estrogen, One thing you can do is focus on detoxifying or eliminating excess estrogen. So getting rid of the harmful BPA that you might be being exposed to, losing weight. Um, You could get rid of like plastic containers because a lot of them or get BPA free containers. Um, Sometimes you could take a DIM supplement. DIM helps your body get rid of excess estrogen. And then really like how do you even know if you have this is through testing, right? Like, so like testing your estrogen and progesterone to see if there's an imbalance. You really need to find someone though that knows how to read the numbers when you're doing that because it's really hard to read estrogen and progesterone levels throughout a menstrual cycle. So you need to do that testing on like a specific day and you need to have someone that knows how to read those levels for you. And if you have low estrogen, sometimes like some of the things that you could do is maybe consider switching off of your birth control if you're using a hormonal one, um, eating a lot of nutrient-rich foods that support estrogen, and again, kind of seeking out answers as to maybe if there's an underlying condition that's causing you to have that excess or that low estrogen or high cortisol or whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. And especially finding someone who knows how to read it, because just by the symptoms and everything, you know, that we talk about within the program, regardless if it's high or low, I feel like it's just something that needs to be balanced because I wouldn't want to have any of the symptoms of high or any of the symptoms of low. So I would definitely want to get my estrogen <laughs> booty in gear then because yeah. well, it's not fun either way. No, Like that's something I'd want to have balanced for sure. Yeah. Because estrogen does so many good things for you. And I think a lot of times when we go to our normal medical doctor and we have com- symptoms or complaints of this, the easiest thing to do is slap us with some hormones 
um, birth control pills, something like that. But we really need to dig down to the root cause and maybe do some lifestyle changes to make sure that we're not just putting a Band-Aid on a problem. <clears throat> so we talked about like cortisol causing estrogen to be out of whack. So what causes high cortisol? Well, stress, duh. Like we live in a society where we're like constantly gone the go and constantly stressed out. Like, and I, I think I even if people don't technically know what cortisol is, I was to say, even if they don't know, you know, the medical, you know, terminology and everything behind cortisol, pretty much everybody's heard of cortisol, you know, it's like, oh, my cortisol is so high. I'm so stressed. Yeah. So everybody knows cortisol, but it'll be interesting to, you know, give the more medical background on it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So cortisol is your stress hormone, right? You can get high cortisol from mental stress, emotional stress physical stress. You can get it from over-exercising, from extreme dieting, from eating disorders. You can get it from food allergies like gluten sensitivities, dairy sensitivities, sugar sensitivities. Like there's a lot of things that can stress out our body. Overtraining is a perfect one. So a lot of times symptoms that go along with high cortisol would be like feeling wired but tired. So like you're exhausted at the end of the night, but you can't shut your brain off and you're just like, go, 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 wired. Um, difficulty falling or staying asleep, having mm. really infrequent periods, having no periods, not being able to get pregnant, um, being irritable or feeling like you're constantly distracted, feeling anxious, having high blood sugar, which is a lot of people don't realize that. If your cortisol is really high, it causes your blood sugar to go high, right? Because high cortisol is under stress. When you're under stress, your body thinks you need energy. Mm. So you're having glucose spikes. So that can be a sign of, of high cortisol. So there's a ton that goes into that. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you decrease it? We'll just have less stress. That's the answer, right? Just, just don't have as much stress. No. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> just, just be calm. Yeah. Which, yeah, please just be calm, but that's easier said than done. So um, you can lower your sugar intake, right. like sugar triggers cortisol. So swap out some sugar-free stuff, some less starchy carbs. Um, you can eat dark chocolate. It helps satisfy sugar cravings and reduces cortisol levels. Um, you can take some supplements to help with your adrenals. Um so you can consider taking like a B-complex, um, magnesium, stuff like that and developing a sleep routine. But before you start just adding in supplements, I would really work with a practitioner to do that. You could swap out some intense training days for more relaxing walks or yoga or Pilates. But again, some of this is just guessing if you don't know your levels. And it's really hard to test cortisol from just one point in time. You really need to look at it over the course of the day. And so a lot of times, it, if you feel like you have cortisol issues, just getting a cortisol level might not be give you a lot of answers. You might need to do more like a Dutch test or something like that to see where your cortisol is throughout the whole day. Yeah. And what's the, what's the difference then? Like what are, what's the difference in those two ways of figuring it out? So like a lot of times on our clients, I'll dry an, an AM cortisol just to see where their cortisol level is on awakening. And it could be a lot of times if cortisol is abnormal, it's really high in the morning and really low in the evening. Um, and you want it to be high, but 
Mm-hmm. Or, or the opposite. Like you don't, you don't want your cortisol low in the morning. You want your cortisol high in the morning and you want your um, cortisol low at night because cortisol is the opposite of melatonin. So you want higher cortisol, lower melatonin in the morning and you want lower cortisol, higher melatonin in the evening. So you really need to be checking it to see where it is at both times of the day. If you're just getting it at one point in time, it might not tell exactly what's going on with your cortisol levels. Okay, so with the Dutch test, you take, you do like different samples. It's like multiple times throughout the day. Like you pee and you send it in. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And high cortisol is bad, but so is low cortisol. So low cortisol could have, you could have really a lot of times low cortisol results because you've had a lot of high cortisol. So you've been stressed, 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 and your body's like, screw you. Like, I'm just going to quit producing cortisol. And it kind of plummets and you have low cortisol. Um, You could have low cortisol from Addison's disease. You could have low cortisol from experiencing a lot of trauma. You could have low cortisol from certain conditions like genetic disorders called congenital adrenal hyperplasia. Low cortisol is a lot... It's not as common as high cortisol, but it does happen. And the symptoms of low cortisol are like fatigue, like chronic crippling fatigue, difficulty staying asleep, difficulty getting up in the morning, low blood pressure, dizziness, like cannot tolerate anything in life that life throws at you, crying for no reason, feeling depressed. So like it's your body telling you to like stop, slow down and let me fix this issue because you have completely burnt me out it's like it's essentially burnout yeah yeah so don't burn yourself out but ways that you can help that are like eliminate alcohol and caffeine you don't want to interfere with your sleep add in a lot of healing nutrients so bone broth wild caught fish omega-3s um work to support your adrenals so again a bedtime routine working with a practitioner to help you with that um, taking in self-care throughout the day. So making sure that you schedule time in for yourself for yoga, walking, stuff like that. I see this a lot more in like really high achievers um, that like work, 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 work and over exercise and overtrain those like type A people like you and myself, right? Um, we just kind of burn ourselves out and you can get some adrenals. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, <laughs> And then your cortisol can kind of plummet. Like ha- hang my head in shame. Yeah. So do some. We need to take some yoga. Yeah. Do some yoga. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just laughing at ourselves. Cool. So we've talked about estrogen and cortisol. Yeah. We can also have excess androgens. So androgens are more like your male sex horm- hormone. So like testosterone and stuff like that. So triggers of high androgens. Um, it can be caused by high insulin levels, causing your ovaries to produce more testosterone. It can be caused by using hormonal birth control where we use synthetic progesterones, progestins. It can be caused by PCOS. It can be caused by high cortisol. It can be caused by high body fat. Um, and it can be caused by, again, that con- congenital hyperplasia. So a lot of times when people have excess androgens, you know it because if you're a woman, it is stuff that you do not want to have symptoms of, right? Acne, hair growth in places that you don't want it to grow, oily skin, 
menstrual cycles that are longer than 35 days, um, ovarian cysts, um, hair loss on your head, PCOS, like all those symptoms that women do not want to have is symptoms of excess androgens. Is it typical if you have one imbalanced hormone that typically you have multiple? Yeah. I mean, if you have excess estrogen, you're probably going to have low progesterone. A lot of times if you have excess estrogen, you're going to have excess excess Mm. testosterone too, androgens. A lot of times they go together. So how can you help balance androgens? Like make sure that you're watching your diet, right? Like make sure you're drinking plenty of water and balancing your blood sugar, making sure that you're balancing your insulin levels with like protein and healthy snacks. Um, Magnesium can help. But again, it's like doing testing and knowing what you have and then working with someone to help figure out how to balance that. But a lot of it is is lifestyle changes. It's what we tell everyone, like eat healthy, sleep, move your body. It's going to help balance your hormones. I know. I think it sounds, I think some people think it sounds too good to be true. Yeah. Because I know, I think I mentioned on the last episode um, about the woman who came and said, so I can honestly balance my hormones naturally without medication and stuff because people just don't, I think they think it's too good to be true. Yeah. But it's, it's not. And I mean, yeah. And there are like some, like, yes, there are like some supplements and medical treatments and things like that that you need to do. But if you don't have the lifestyle basics down and, and fixing some of these underlying conditions, it's, that's what I'm going to tell you to do first. So the opposite of high androgens is low, low androgens. It's caused by dysfunction of your adrenal glands or your ovaries getting removed or birth control pills. So if you have low testosterone, you're going to have low libido, painful intercourse, low self-confidence, decreased muscle mass, decreased motivation. And so if that's you, a lot of things that you can do are try switching your birth control if you're on birth control pills. Um, Again, try working to support your adrenals because really high stress produces lowers testosterone whether you like it or not if you're really high high stressed out it lowers it but also like weight training can increase it so there's some natural ways you can increase that as well so what's the natural way to 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 fix these things right like you're gonna consume nutrient rich foods and you're gonna move your body and you're gonna if you want find find someone that will test to see what's going on, right? But there's a lot of things, there's a lot of testing you can do. You can do a Dutch test. You can do like thyroid testing. You can do gut testing because a lot of people do not realize that your hormones are so directly correlated to your gut. So if your gut health is messed up, I guarantee your hormones are going to be messed up. Right. Yeah. They say, what do they say? What happens in the gut doesn't stay in the gut. Yeah. 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 So like a healthy gut is like avoiding triggers that cause inflammation. What causes inflammation? For a lot of people, it's sugar, alcohol, gluten, corn, dairy, processed foods. Like a lot of those things cause cause an unhealthy gut, right? But we really need to just eat nutrient-dense foods and balance our blood sugar and eat in a calm, relaxed environment, like all those things are going to really heal our gut. I mean, sometimes we can eliminate toxins. Um, There's like a whole other rabbit hole that you could go on for reducing toxins and you could get really, really anal with it. The first thing I would tell you to do is 
definitely look at your diet and lifestyle before you go down the rabbit hole of taking things out like BPAs and um, triclosan and soy. It is a rabbit hole. It, like, it's such a rabbit hole. Yeah. My sister went down that rabbit hole. Oh. She, she went down that rabbit hole just because of her issue, you know, yeah. because she was having such painful periods, yada, yada. She's never been overweight, so that was, like, not really an issue. Um, but she did. I mean, she removed, like, fabric softener. She didn't wear perfume. Like, like literally, she took everything out that could possibly be taken out. But it is. there. It is a rabbit hole for sure. Did she get relief? <laughs> Lindsay, you and I both know this. She still needs to do her testing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because no, it 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 was just too much. Yeah. I think taking I think taking everything out was just too much. Do you know what I mean? It was a lot. When yeah. I'm sure there are other measures that she can take, but she just needs to yeah get to that. Yeah. But I mean, it is. It's it's a lot. It's you. but I know people are looking for answers, so they're willing to do whatever. Yeah, but yeah. but doing that is really stressful, and managing your stress is one way to manage your hormones. Right. Right. And it does seem overwhelming, I think, for a lot of people. But like you've been saying, it's the basics. And once you get to the basics, then I think a lot of people are so used to living inflamed. Like, for instance, b- before uh, when I was, you know, overweight and I, I just like love carbs and things like that. <laughs> but I think you just get so used to living inflamed. You don't realize that after when you cut that stuff out and you get to the basics and you learn it, it's so easy to be like, mm, I don't really think I want that because I know how that's going to make me feel and I know what that's going to do to me. But you just have to get to that point. You have to... Yeah, I mean, we had this... Just get back to the basics and get there. I mean, you and I had this conversation last night. Like, we went out to eat pizza for my daughter's birthday, and I was like, ugh, I do not want to eat pizza because I know how it's going to make me feel. But you also have to live that line. Like, my daughter turned 14. Is it a good role model for me to not eat pizza with them? Like, no. So it's it's kind of finding that balance. Like, don't ever avoid foods that might cause you... Like, you still have to live a little bit. And you definitely don't want to develop disordered eating, but it's finding that place that makes you feel good most of the time. For sure. And I'm not trying to discount like hormonal balances and that there's not more to it than eating, moving, controlling your stress, removing toxins, sleeping. But a lot of times we're searching for these like drastic measures and supplements and cures and detox plans when we're not even doing the basics. Right. And you can't, and I don't, you can't fully heal until you get to the basics and allow your body to heal from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could slap a pill or, you know, a band aid on it, but it's never going to fully heal until you fix what's going on. Yeah. Inside with the basic needs that your body requires. Yeah. And I mean, we can go down this huge rabbit hole of testing too, ladies, but if you're having a menstrual cycle, like your menstrual cycle tells you everything, right? Like, if it's long, if it's irregular, if it's painful, like, yeah, they're going to vary to some extent. But if your periods are really painful or they're crazy light or they're irregular or you're growing hair in other places, like, you know, like, some of that you can just diagnose by your symptoms. But we are so out of tune with our bodies in America. Like, we have no idea what's normal. We have no idea what it is like to feel good. We have no idea what a normal period even is. So asking people to do that is is hard because people just don't know. Right. So we went down like a huge rabbit hole on this. We actually have a guidebook 
um, that explains yeah. all of this. So if you want that, you can drop a comment. Um, yes. and you can contact us. You can follow our pages. But we just really want to help you take control of your health and learn about all these things without getting taken advantage from maybe the health and fitness industry world trying to get you to buy crazy things to balance your hormones when really it's a lot of lifestyle changes. Right. Yeah. So we definitely, we have that. It's the 28 day hormone um, balance reset plan. So we have that ebook, like Lindsay said. And then if you do feel like something just isn't right and you aren't getting answers, we do offer all of that testing inside of our program. So if that's something that you're curious about too, feel free to reach out and we would love to chat with you and see if we could help you in any way possible. Yeah. Talk to you guys next time. See you guys.